We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Hello and welcome to Transformative Principle This Week. This is episode 18 with George Kuros, and I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones, or shoot me an email at jethrojones at gmail.com. This last weekend, uh, Thursday and Friday, was the USET, the Utah Coalition for Educational Technology Conference, which was a really great conference, and it's always a great conference, but this year seemed like it was one notch above. The sessions were all amazing. We had two keynotes, one by Dean Shersky and one by uh, George Kuros, and they were both amazing. And George was kind enough to take a couple minutes to talk to me about his keynote, which was Create Innovate Voice, which was all about helping teachers and students create and share what it is that they're doing. He was super inspiring, and the message that he left with all of us left me and all the people I was sitting around feeling like we could change the world after he was done talking. So, since you probably were not there at that conference, I hope that this will help give you a little bit of insight into why it's important to um, create and share publicly those things that you are doing, and why it's important to be involved in social media for the benefit of your students. This is a really great interview. It's fairly short. It's only 20 minutes and I could ask him questions for another hour and a half as I'm sure all of you could. I think uh, I think we could probably get him back on the podcast again later and spend a little bit more time talking about things in particular. I know that I want to do that. If you have questions you want to ask him, feel free to send those to me and I'll work on getting him back on because he was truly inspiring. That is for sure. I'd also like to thank our sponsor for this podcast, SaneBox. Please click on the link in the show notes to go to SaneBox and start a free trial. What SaneBox allows you to do is 
take all of your email and only have it interrupt you when you're ready to be interrupted. The important things get through, the unimportant things don't get through. Uh, this week I had multiple days where I had 20 and 25 um, emails that did not interrupt me during the day and as I looked at those emails at the end of each day I noticed that I did not need to be disrupted by those and it was so great to know that I wasn't having my work interrupted throughout the day. So click on the link and give it a try. If you are just listening to this podcast for the first time, I encourage you to go to Stitcher Radio or to iTunes, download the show and subscribe to it so that you don't miss an interview from these amazing principals that I'm interviewing. I think that this is a very beneficial thing for me, and I think it's very beneficial for anyone who listens with an intent to learn from these great principles. So you can get it on uh, Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, or you can go to the website transformativeprinciple.com and click on the RSS feed and open it in any podcatcher that you'd like. And again, if you have any feedback for it or you have somebody you think I should interview, please email me at jethrojones at, je at gmail.com or send me a tweet at jethrojones. So, um, I'm here with uh, George Kuros, who's the um, keynote speaker for the USET 2014 conference here in Utah, and we're very lucky to have him. <coughs> so, uh, George, why don't you first start, tell my listeners who may not be at this conference yeah. what uh, who you are and what you do, uh, and why you came to this conference, too. Yeah, so I was um, asked to share some of the stories that we do um, that we do in Parkland School Division as well as my work. Um, I'm a division principal there in Parkland School Division. It's just outside Edmonton, Alberta in Canada. Uh, it's a district of about 10,000 kids. Uh, very innovative and forward-thinking leadership. And I'm not referring to myself. I'm referring to my um, superintendent and their team and our principals. Um, and we have staff that are, you know, really taking risks, doing some really powerful things, um, but mostly because we have administrators that model that. You know, they don't just encourage people to do that, but um, actually model that in their work. So, um, yeah, it's great because I, I get to to speak a lot. So I have, a, like I said, a very forward-thinking school division. So I actually work part-time and I speak part-time. So I get the opportunity to like go and share things with people around the world and uh, kind of, you know, hopefully try to inspire some of the things that were happening in our division with others around the world. And, and you said that you were asked to share stories and share stories is really what you did today. It was very yeah. inspiring. You talked about all the great things that your schools and teachers and principals and kids are doing. And I think that was what was most touching about your keynote today. Um, can you give like a Twitter version of your keynote so that we can start talking about some of the things about it? Yeah, so I think we're, um, we focus on kids like achieving their dreams that, you know, we don't, um, I think Dean Shiresi talked yesterday in the keynote about, you know, a lot of schools focus on rigor and, mm -hmm. and these things. And so we're really, you know, we're trying to set the bar extremely high that, you know, kids can aspire to be whatever they want to be and how do we actually help them get there. And so um, we look at a lot of trends around the world, what's happening, not just, not just in schools, but the world, right? Because a lot of times um, 
schools tend to focus on what's happening in schools. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't really relate to what's happening in the world. And so we actually look outside of school, see what's happening, you know, um, just in society and culture, but also like what's happening with organizations such as Google. What are they doing to get people to do some really powerful things? And then we try to bring that back and look at what we're doing. Um, and so I talked about three notions of innovation, uh, creation, and, and voice um, in the keynote this morning and how we, you know, um, not just for students, but for everybody. And I think that's the big shift is that we're not talking about here's what kids can do. We talk a lot about here's what we can do because I think people, it's much more effective. Um, and, and I have this notion and I get bugged about it quite often by people like Dean, who, who's great, um, that I believe teachers are leaders. And, and when you're a leader, you inspire people to do other things. And um, when you, to be an effective leader, you have to lead by example and kind of get your, you know, hands in there, get dirty and do stuff so that we can really understand and inspire our kids to do something amazing. And they often, kids often end up inspiring us with the work they do. Right. So what I really liked about that is that um, you, you kept showing these things that educators are doing with their students. And what you just said was that the purpose of educators showing what they're doing with their students is to uh, show that they're learning also and they're sharing yeah. also. And that's, that's really important. How do, you, how do you encourage people to, uh, to not be afraid of sharing what they're learning with yeah. their students and with the world? Well, you look at like, you know, um, everyone in the world now knows a Korean pop singer. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone knows what Gangnam Style is. Everybody knows that. And so when you look at how people share in social media, we want basically great learning to go viral. And if we don't share, it won't happen. And um, there's notions that, you know, it takes to change a culture in school. It takes like, you know, three years minimum, five years usually, or maybe even 10. And we're saying, no, we can actually do it a lot faster. Um, if we are sharing it in purposeful ways, it's not just the one-off meetings um, with staff, but it's actually a continuous sharing, continuous connection that I can look at what's happening across the room uh, through social media, even though I physically maybe not be able to go into that room that day because I'm working with my students. And I think that the way that we try to encourage our staff is, like I said, leading by example and be willing to do that ourselves and be willing to connect. But kind of focusing on their strengths and, you know, encouraging them instead of saying like, hey, you need to like, you know, you do Twitter or do blogging. We try to get them to focus on what they're great at and then encourage them to share it and actually help them. Here's the ways we can share this, mm -hmm. which is a different, you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, we're not using, you know, they're not tweeting, they're not blogging, they're not using Instagram. And it's like, well, first of all, we're to think of the purpose of what we're trying to do. And then, you know, instead of, like I said this morning, instead of focusing on what we can do, focus on what we can do and build from there. Yeah, so... Why is it so important to share publicly rather than just um, create something in my classroom and share it with my kids? What What is yeah. important about the next step of sharing it with others? Well, if others see it, then they're inspired to do things, right? So, like, you look at basically this culture that we live in that's a total remix culture outside of schools is that anything that is shared, somebody can take and recreate, mash up, mm -hmm. do different things with. And so um, you might have a great idea in your classroom and so if we're really focusing on what's best for kids, I should have access to that that great idea. I should have that – or not even – it doesn't even have to be a great idea, just an idea because 
um, when we share those things, some of those, you know, maybe average ideas can become great when they're shared out with other people. And I think if we always focus on doing what is best for kids, then, and I'm doing something that's helping my kids, why would I not share it? Because it's not just the kids in your classroom that you should have an impact on. When you are a teacher, in my opinion, you should be a school teacher, that every single kid in that school is part of your responsibility. And um, because when you go on supervision, you don't just stick with your class. You should be connecting with kids, not just, you know, hearing one kid swear and take them to the office because you have no relationship. And at some point, um, you're going to connect with every student. So why not share with others in your staff and even the world um, to get some of these ideas, remix them, make them applicable because you should know your students as a teacher better than anybody in that school. And so your idea might not work perfectly for me, but if I tweak it and modify it for my students, then then it should be better, right? And so if we're focused on what's best for kids, then we should be sharing. Yeah, Absolutely. I like that. One of the things that you said was that if you are, if you don't know what a what a hashtag and Twitter is, then you are illiterate. Talk to me more about that and why that's important. Yeah, and so the notion that they're becoming illiterate, it's kind of thinking about what would you lose if you didn't read and write? You would lose a ton of information. And so that's like a basic standard. But now, what do you lose if you cannot connect with social media? What, like, what, what happens there? And I, I think we need to start thinking about that because um, I can access information. I can access people. I can do this. And so it's very powerful. Um, but a lot of people think of literacy as simply reading and writing. But there's much more to it. And um, it would be crazy to think that a teacher would not know what an Internet link was. But at one point, they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that they had to um, start doing, start looking into, start figuring out. And now it's like I would be – if any teacher didn't know what an internet link was, that would be terrifying. Right. But that's something they had to learn. And so this is just an evolution going further and literacy continuously develops or else we would still be writing in hieroglyphics. Unscrolled. Absolutely. So we have to think about how that changes and like – We've always talked about, like, if a kid can't read and write, they lose something. Well, if a kid doesn't know how to effectively use social media, they're also losing something now, too. Mm-hmm. Right? And if teachers don't know how to do that, then, you know, I honestly, I don't I, – I always know that I can connect on social media and get answers to questions that I have and figure stuff out. And I can usually get someone that has done some of the things that I need to done before which saves me a ton of time but also you know helps me like think more deeply about my work and create something powerful for my situation okay so gonna push back a little bit sure. you can get on social media and get answers because you're george kuros and you're internet famous in okay. the education world. right what about someone who's new to this who doesn't yeah doesn't use Twitter all yet and is just going to sign up today? How are they going to get responses? From well, them? I don't know about the idea that I'm internet famous <laughs> or anything like that. But the idea that at some point I did not have that network. It wasn't like I just woke up one day with 50,000 Twitter followers. Right. That's not how it works. I had to actually learn to leverage and create this. And so – it is going to take some patience and persistence and figuring out because it's not just simply writing a tweet. It's actually how do you leverage this network? Mm-hmm. And so if you go on a Twitter and 
you follow Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, Katy Perry, and Lady Gaga, and then you wonder why, you know, you're not becoming a better educator. Well, who are you connecting with? So I had to figure that out too because when you looked at my Twitter feed, it was all um, celebrities and athletes mm-hmm. and anything that reported about basketball. That was like my thing. And so I didn't see the relevance, but I had to figure it out how to leverage this because the way I use my network and the way I use social media might be totally different from a kindergarten teacher or a physicist. And so every person is going to have to figure out this way, but they're also going to have the patience to develop a network, right? Like it's not, it doesn't just happen. And so even I, like I encourage teachers, um, because I have a large network to actually connect with me through Twitter where I can simply reshare what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though they might have three followers, all of a sudden they have access to 50,000. And I think there's a lot of people like myself that, you know, if, if I can help a teacher do something better for a kid, then I will. If, I, if you're pushing a product on me and you want me to tweet it, different case. Right. Right, so it's just kind of the way I look at it. So I think that idea of leveraging your yeah. network is really powerful and something that, um, especially in education, we can take real advantage of because those who are connected are more than willing to share and yep. help and yep. distribute. And yep. you know that's that's why I'm doing this is because I want to learn from great leaders yep. and I want to be a better one myself. And this is my way of sharing that. Um, my. Uh, the other question is, how do we do the things that you're suggesting of sharing about our school when those above us in leadership may be really scared about that? What, what's your advice for, for overcoming yeah. the? And that, that's that's a like, you know that's a really tough situation because when I started doing this, I was the principal, the lead of my school, right? And um, I had a superintendent at the time who was very trusting. Um, wanted us to take risks, wanted us to do things and was supportive and not everyone's in that situation. And so I think that um, if you are in a situation where you might not have um, the support, the backing, I think that we have to go out and do some things on our own. Like I don't encourage teachers, if they have a principal that's not, um, you know, comfortable with social media or technology or whatever, to just start throwing their kids in it, they have to go out and be able to prove it and to know it inside and out. So sometimes we have to go out and say, like, here's how this benefits learning. Here's how this impacts learning for ourselves. And so if you can start the conversation with your your administrator or whatever to even say with, hey, you and I are both focused on what's best for kids. Mm-hmm. And if you start there, because they're going to agree. You can't say, no, I don't believe in doing what's best for kids. <laughs> Okay? And if you start there and then say, okay, well, then I've been doing this and this, and I see this, the impact. And then, and then if they just say no, then you have to, get, you have to push them to say, well, why? From your experience, tell me why. Because it's not – because you should be coming from a place of knowledge, not ignorance. And so I think that we just need a lot of more courageous leadership. And when I say courageous leadership, I'm not thinking of – administrators because administrator does not necessarily mean you're a leader but to actually have people that are willing to push and push back because don't think that i just everything i wanted to do in my schools or my classrooms was just like no problem i had to push i had to like have some really tough conversations um but 
I was willing to do it because my focus was helping kids. Mm-hmm. And if you have that focus and that is and you are stuck on it, I think you'll find a way. Yeah, I think you're right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. My last question that I ask everybody is what is one thing that someone can do today to become a transformative principal like you? Well, <laughs> you're being way too complimentary, but um, I think that the most important thing for any administrator to really make an impact on what their teachers do and what happens in their schools is to never ask anything that you're not willing to do yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I learned that you know in my work that it was so much easier for me to work with my teachers and try to do the things that I asked them to tr- like go out and do and take risks on so that I could speak to it so I can understand it. So I, I, the idea that I would never say to my teachers, do this. Mm-hmm. I would only say to my teachers, do this with me, mm-hmm. which is different. Absolutely. And, and I think that, uh, you know, as there's leaders and there's bosses, and I think sometimes – when I have a boss, which I do, and they expect me to do something, for me, kind of old school mindset, I'm going to try it. But I know that that boss becomes a leader when they expect me to do something and they partake in that and they're servant leadership and they're, you know, empowering me. Not, it's, it's just not always about the, the, the administrator saying, like, here's what you need to do for me. It's like, what can I do for you and how can I serve you? But also having some vision and sticking to it and and partaking. And I think that um, the way the internet and the web is now, it is so much easier for us to display this. Like you could have 20 years ago, you could have read every book under the sun, but if you didn't have a way to share that and share that knowledge, nobody would know that, but it's so easy now. And it's just your choice whether you share it or not. And I think that if you're becoming better as an administrator and you're getting these new ideas, you need to share your learning um, with others to see that you are kind of like basically all hands in deck to do this. Yeah, that is super powerful. And and I like your distinction between a boss and a leader. Yeah. And that I think is so powerful, especially for us in education. We can yeah. make those changes and be those kinds of leaders. So tell us last thing about um, how we can connect with you and a little bit about connected principles also. Sure. Well, you can connect with me. If you Google my name, you'll find everything, right? Because I am pretty open and I try to be um, – the notion of visibility is not just in a school but actually a little bit online too, I think, right? Like um, I feel that as a central office person, I have pretty close connections with many of my schools because they have access to me all the time, right? And they see stuff I'm sharing and they know and they know some of the things that are going on in my life. Like um, I do speak and I do go on trips and I'll go into school and I haven't seen those teachers and they're like, hey, I just saw you were here. And so it's kind of like this visibility and they're getting to know me even though physically I cannot be there. Um, so kind of long story short, connect with me on Twitter, obviously. Um, G Kouros there, so it's G-C-O-U-R-O-S. Um, my blog is a place where I try to share my learning uh, continuously. Um, and uh, Connected Principles was a really kind of neat thing. And it's like I think it's, made a, I think it's made an impact on a lot of people. Um, this idea that um, I saw when I started on as a principal on social media 
that Twitter was kind of a place to bash principals because no principals were there. So it was kind of like a safe haven, right? right? So I could go complain about my principal because my principal had no clue how to use Twitter or use social media. And so some principals that I started following, like Chris Lehman and Patrick Larkin and Eric Scheniger, they, you know, were doing this. I don't know if they were doing it before me, but I started connecting with them. Um, We were all probably, you know, similar. I think Chris was way before, but, you know, I I have no idea when they started, but I just know that I started connecting with them. But everyone seemed to be all over the place. And so as a principal, my thought was like, where would you begin? And so I thought, why not create a site where all of these admin can share these ideas of what they're doing in their school um, that are focused on, you know, innovative ways for teaching and learning, innovative leadership. And so I created this site. I remember calling... Uh, Eric Shanninger and Patrick Larkin talking about it, and we were all kind of like, well, I don't know. And then, um, and then I created it, and then Patrick Larkin's like, okay, let's just do it, and we started doing it. And so it's it's connected with me, people like them. And so um, I think what was cool was that site was really powerful, and like I started it, but I don't feel like it's it's just led and created by other people. Like I really don't feel I do that much for it um, because it is a collective of people just coming together and sharing ideas. And like when you have, you know, one person here, one person there, all of a sudden it makes like a very powerful tool. And that's what, you know, social media gives us the opportunity to do. But I think, um, you know, Patrick Larkin suggested, you know, we have a corresponding hashtag, CP chat, and that's become like, um, you know, a place for administrators to go. And that's some place I refer so that they're looking at, you know, different things that has to do with school administration. Um, But it also becomes like a bat signal. So if you're struggling with something as an administrator, or you need something, you can just throw CP chat on a hashtag and, you know, have a bunch of administrators from around the world um, share and connect with you. It's pretty awesome. I personally have learned so much from that website and from that hashtag. So I genuinely appreciate the things that you've done. Again, thank you for your Yeah, time. well, my pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Wow. Once again, just an amazing interview from George Kuros. I'm so grateful that he took the time to interview with me. Um, I hope that you learned something from this and I hope that you're feeling a little more comfortable about getting your story out there and sharing what you're doing with the kids and teachers in your school. Please send me some feedback at Jethro Jones on Twitter or Jethro Jones at gmail.com. And I'd also like to know who you'd like me to interview next. So please send me uh, the name of a great principal that you'd love to hear more about and I'll try to get him on the show. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention 
meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.